Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hello and welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Freidenberg with Pearl Planning. And today I am joined by Nathan Steiner. Nathan is a Senior Vice President of Mortgage Lending at Guaranteed Rate and the Branch Manager of the Gross Point Office here on Kerchival. With over 20 years experience in the mortgage industry, he has helped thousands of families and individuals with their mortgage needs and has been a huge resource to me as a financial planner, as well as with my personal mortgage needs over the years. So we are so thrilled to have you here with us, Nathan. Thanks for having us, Melissa. Today, we're going to talk about mortgage options in retirement. As a financial planner, the topic comes up quite a bit, and I thought it would be helpful to ask some of the common questions or circumstances that I talk to my clients about. The first question I get all the time is people who want to sell their house and downsize. So there are assets there. They could purchase a house outright. Why might they want to look at mortgage options? So mortgage options, the reason I think it's best is, is you've got the interest deduction. You've got property tax deduction. You've got something they call imputed rent, which is basically seen value on, on a mortgage or the value on a home ownership, uh, which they're probably well aware of owning a home prior. And then you've got the, the value of money that stays invested, right? So the loss of money, if you pay cash at say 3% in a market that's making more than 3%, it, it makes more sense to get a mortgage at that time. Yeah. And we always talk about that one because, of course, we can't guarantee returns in the market. But historically, in a balanced portfolio, if you can get six to eight percent over time with mortgage rates so low, what are they at around? Right three, three percent. Yeah. So if you can get a mortgage at three percent and earn six to eight on your money, then obviously that would be an advantage of not putting all your money into your home. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I've also found, too, that people um, are moving more often. So back in the day, I mean, my grandparents, my grandmother is in her 90s, and she still lives in the house that she bought before she had my dad. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, myself included, um, people move more. They relocate. A lot of times people move to live with their grandkids, right? Mm -hmm. Are you seeing that? You're noticing that trend? That yeah, I mean, you're seeing, I would say on average, someone moves every seven years, uh, possibly even more than that right now. And you do get people that say they want to live there 30 years and they're calling you in, in five, seven years. And whether it's moving or changing terms of how their structured loan is, we're seeing repetitive business come back through based on I want to move to a 20 or a 15 year, that that kind of stuff as well. So the, the whole concept of staying in a mortgage for 30 years is, is very minimal at this point. Now, another question I get from people who are retiring soon or maybe have retired recently is how can I get a mortgage if I don't have income from a job? So this is, I'm glad you brought this up because I, I have a lot of people that have called me in the past frantic. Uh, I offered cash on this house. I've gone to XYZ lender. They're saying I can't get approved, but that's 
uh, 100% incorrect is the is the short answer there. So th there's a couple options we look at. Uh, the first option is going to be what their Social Security income is, what their pension is income is if they're receiving pension from retirement, and what their total assets are and how we can use asset depletion. Now, asset depletion is a formula based on their full assets. And then we determine an income based on the term of the loan. So 360 months, 240 months, or 180 months on a monthly draw, theoretically on that. Um, now, if their pension, Social Security, and that asset depletion does not qualify them for a purchase, meaning there's not enough income drawn for how much they're buying, we can look at uh, actually taking asset draws. So we can determine an amount that they're going to draw for their assets. We have to show a three-year continuance of that draw. So on 15 grand, you have to show the borrower's value of 540,000 and we can qualify them on that additional 15 grand a month in income. Okay. I just want to clarify that income is forward-looking for three years. So it doesn't mean that they have had to have taken that for three years, but that they could be able to take that income for at least three years. Correct. It's all forward-looking. So a lot of people will set that up prior to closing. We show the draw hits and that it's forward-looking for the next three years. Okay. I think that's a great thing to clarify. Um, that's certainly something that would offer people peace of mind if they're thinking, oh my gosh, I get a mortgage before I retire so that I have income, um, that there are ways to show income. Yeah, co correct. And the, you know, again, I would say, you know, reach out to financial advisors of it and refer you to a mortgage lender to, to discuss those options. Definitely. Now, if I own my home outright and want to purchase a second home, especially here in Michigan, we have winter coming up. Mm -hmm. It's very clear why people buy a condo in Florida. <laughs> so <laughs> if I want to do that and I have my money tied up, you know, or a large sum of equity in my home, what are my options to purchase that? Or what would you recommend somebody looking at? So depending on uh, where your down payment's coming from. So if you have you know, theoretically 20% down payment accessible, uh, a purchase mortgage is going to make the most sense. Meaning a mortgage on the property or the second home you're buying is going to draw the best interest rate. Like a new mortgage. A new mortgage, yeah. correct. So if you're buying in Florida and you're buying a $600,000 house and have 120000 to put down, a new mortgage on the 480000 down there is going to be a better interest rate than if you were to cash out your property in Michigan for the 480000 Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Now, if you don't have access to the down payment, you could simultaneously cash out your current house for funds on the down payment of the new home. I would recommend that over a home equity line of credit right now because that's a fixed rate and it's usually lower than where the home equity line of credit monies are right now. Okay. So explain the two taking cash out through an equity line of credit versus taking it out so uh, a cash out refinance is taking, in this case, let's say you took 120000 out, uh, you take it on a, a 15, a 20, or a 30-year standard mortgage, and it's going to be a fixed rate, okay? A home equity line of credit is going to be tied to the prime rate, and then there's going to be adjustments based on risk to the borrower, based on loan to values, credit scores, and so forth. So they may give you a teaser rate, but ultimately that rate right now will fall between four and 6% in a market where mortgages are two and a half to 3%, right? So your, your home equity line of credit is an adjustable rate at a higher rate than what a cash out refinance would be. Okay. That's good to know. And then, I mean, home equity uh, nationwide is at an all time high. 
Correct. So people have, you know, especially around here, we notice home values have gone up so much. So you might be surprised at how much you can actually take out in a refi. Yeah. So and that that kind of brings up a completely separate topic, but people discuss, you know, if a market were to fall and so forth. But in today's market, everyone has so much equity. If there were any issues, they could always sell their property. So there's a lot of equity we're seeing in properties right now where we haven't seen it in the past. Yeah. And we, like in financial planning, look for diversification of assets. So equity in your home, as well as investment options. No one's recommending that you take all the equity out of your house. But again, looking at the cost of money and where you're going to get that from, it's important to look at all your options and everybody's case is different. You may find that taking some of the equity out is less expensive than taking it from other areas like a 401k or an IRA due to the tax status of those assets. So it's certainly something to look into and with rates where they are, it's definitely an attractive option. Correct. And and if you are more conservative or concerned with taking the equity out, I always look towards a a 20 or a 15 year. Okay. So a 30 year mortgage at first 10 years is a lot of interest. So if you feel better about, you know, paying the debt quicker, the, the 20 or the 15 year are going to be good options to look at, you know, to balance both the idea of taking the money out and what your goals are in, in paying it back. It's very rare nowadays to have penalties for paying down your mortgage faster, right? Correct. So buying a second property with a mortgage, if they have the assets to pay for them, once they're comfortable with their cash flow and retirement, and we have a better idea of how long those assets are going to last. And if they're going to keep their house here or move 100% to their condo, you can always pay down faster, right? So there's not usually a penalty for doing that. No. So there's, there's, there's never a penalty as far as paying a loan off or paying it off faster. Uh, prepayment penalties were somewhere in 2000 to 2007, 2008. And those were more subprime lenders with specific guidelines to higher interest rates. They were, they would penalize borrowers for paying it off early because they wanted the loan at the higher rate for a longer term. But it, as far as I know, there's no lenders in the, in the country right now with prepayment penalties on on loans. So you can always pay it off early. You could pay a lump sum uh, and then re-amortize the loan. Not refinance, but re-amortize. If you have a $200,000 balance and you want to pay $100,000 towards the principal, the remaining $100,000 can simply be re-amortized. What that means is your payments adjusted based on the new balance and you still have the remaining 19 or 20 years or whatever the length of your mortgage. So it doesn't reset the length? Nope. You're not changing the terms of your mortgage at all. So even in, in some cases, if someone's buying, say, a second home and they only have 10% available for a down payment, they will buy the home with 10% down. And then theoretically say they anticipate X amount of dollars in the next six months to a year. They may apply that additional money and re-amortize the loan. So basically what happens is they apply it, they can remove the mortgage insurance and then simply re-amortize it. Now, the only time in that whole situation where you may refinance is if interest rates are better than your current rate. Okay, so that's a good option right now where people are saying rates are probably gonna go up. So they maybe don't want to refinance. They wanna keep that lower rate but you're saying they can put more money towards the principal mm-hmm. and re-amortize. That's a great option, especially for people who maybe don't know their cash needs right now. So Correct. they don't want to lock up all of their cash available in their home. 
if they are comfortable with what they're currently living off of, they could put more into the mortgage. So correct. And all servicers of loans can reamortize the loan. Okay. That's a great option to know about. This is something that I see on TV. What are your thoughts on reverse mortgages? So that too, I see on TV a lot. And uh, I, I always shake my head. Uh, the short, short answer is, is there's nothing really good about a, a reverse mortgage. Uh, it's a market or it's a mortgage targeted towards 62 and older. It usually has super high fees and costs affiliated with it. it basically, it creates problems for anyone that's going to inherit the property. Uh, so there's nothing really good I see about it. So I often tell people just to run with yep. that with that option. Uh, there's just so many more options, which we just talked about, to the alternative of a reverse mortgage. So other ways to access equity in your home, which would not require you to do a reverse mortgage. Correct. Correct. So yeah, that that is uh, nothing I would ever recommend. One of the reasons I recommend people to Nathan is because he is really good at explaining options and in a way that people can understand. So if people are listening and they're thinking about what options they have, either to purchase a second home, downsize, uh, relocate in retirement, what is the best way to get a hold of you? So a couple ways, uh, either my cell phone, which is the easiest way to get a hold of me. You can text or, uh, or shoot me a call. That's 313-570-3121. Or you can shoot me an email at nathan at rate.com. And we are going to put a link uh, down below to reach him in the show notes, as well as a link to his website. So if you are driving while you're listening and can't write that down, you will be able to get in contact with him. My business is 100% referral base. So there's a huge ownership I take to what I'm going to advise on. It's a career to me. It's not a job. So it, you know, I'm always going to look at what I think may be the best along with a couple other options. And, and we're going to collectively you know, work together to find that. Nathan is not a salesperson, right? So <laughs> he's very consultative. And um, I, I've noticed, you know, that's why we work well together because we're both into the consultative approach and really helping people for the best fit for them. So um, just like financial planning, everybody's situation is different. If you are thinking about your options or have some concerns about what uh, home ownership will be like in retirement, please do reach out to Nathan. Nathan, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today. Yeah, well, thank you for uh, for having us on this. It's exciting. For more information, visit pearlplan.com or our Facebook page, Pearl Planning Wealth.